In this very anticipated episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, my co-host Joey and the angry history geek from TikTok, Michael DeLuna, will debate their theories on some of the most intriguing mysteries and wonders of the ancient world, the Pyramids of Giza. The Pyramids of Giza are undoubtedly one of the most recognizable landmarks in the world, and they continue to captivate people's imagination to this day. These awe-inspiring structures have been standing for over a presumed 4,500 years and remain an enduring symbol of the ancient Egyptian civilization. So, who built the pyramids, and how did they do it? Well, it is theorized the pyramids were built by ancient Egyptians, more specifically by skilled laborers and artisans who were organized and supervised by the government officials and overseers. The constructions of the pyramids spanned over several centuries, with the most famous pyramids being those of Giza, built during the Old Kingdom periods between 2580 and 2560 BC. It is still a subject of debate among scholars how exactly the ancient Egyptians were able to construct these massive structures with the technology available at that time, but it is generally believed, not definitively, that they used a combination of techniques such as ramp systems, levers, and pulleys to move and lift the large stone blocks weighing tons, which some scholars say would be a feat in and of itself. The pyramid's designs was a significant achievement as it required a precise alignment of the structure's corners with the four cardinal points of the compass. This alignment allowed the pyramids to serve as a symbol of the pharaoh's power and also served as a tool for astronomical observation. But how were the pyramids actually built? Archaeologists and scholars believe and theorize. The first step is constructing a pyramid was to select a suitable site, level the ground and prepare a solid foundation. The builders then quarried a limestone block from nearby quarries and transported them to construction site using a combination of sledges, rollers and ramps. The builders then used the ramp system to raise the large stone blocks to the appropriate height. This ramp system was built out of mud bricks, and as the pyramids grew taller, the ramps were extended upward. Once the stone blocks were in place, they were carefully fitted together and polished to create a smooth surface. The construction of the pyramids was an enormous undertaking and required an enormous amount of labor and resources. The workers who built the pyramids were not slaves as some people believe, but rather skilled laborers who were paid for their work. The workers lived in nearby villages and were provided with food, shelter, and medical care. The Pyramids of Giza are an incredible feat of the ancient engineering and remain an enduring testament to the integrity and skill of the ancient Egyptians. Although we may never fully understand how they were built, the pyramids continue to fascinate and inspire us to this day. I will have Joey and Mike debate their two different perspectives on how they believe they were built. Was it advanced technology we never found or we never saw? Was it aliens or was it more of a modern archaeological theory? We'll find out starting now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I have today Mike DeLuna, the angry history geek from TikTok. He does a lot of history stuff, 
basically is the human fact check. And he does a lot of stuff on TikTok with history. My co-host, Joey Ayala. Thank you, Joey, for coming back today. Good to be here, buddy. We are. This is something that we've been trying to do for quite some time now. We've been trying to actually have this debate about the pyramids. And this actually started from a cafe coffee run one day where Mike and I were talking about, you know, the pyramids and how they were built and how they did it. And Mike pretty much gave his, you know, theory at that point, but now we have a podcast and we are on this subject of the pyramids and we are going to start off with, because Joey and I have talked a lot about the pyramids in the last, you know, five to six weeks already during certain episodes. So we are going to do a start off with Mike, the angry history geek, and you can give your plug when I give you the mic, you're going to do your plug for TikTok so everyone can come to your page and check out your stuff if you know it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right take it away mike hey thank you what's up man? all right so is this good enough yeah it's perfect you're, you're good so all right uh, you know what we'll do is we'll start with um how your th- your theory and your historical okay. intelligence on how you believe the pyramids were built because it's it's as you heard in the monologue it's theorized it's not a hundred percent concrete it is theorized no, no matter where you look up yeah so, so go for it so like uh one of the biggest things with especially with theory theory is just the general acceptance so even though something's a theory it's usually 75 to 90 percent or 99 percent. this is the way we think it happened you know like when you talk about the big bang or anything like that it's right. like all right you know this is where the science is pointing this is where you know the math points this but but, 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 but. but since i wasn't there to see it we weren't there to see it or whatever we're never going to really truly know so you get that you know that that's what the theory is it's 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 the general acceptance by scholars right um as far as how they're built, or, or you know, let me go back to, like, uh, w- when I posted. A lot of those uh, ideas, a lot of those conspiracy ideas came from, uh, and the ones that I'm talking about are, you know, whether or not they were aliens or um, different races or whatever it was. A lot of them go back to um, H.P. Lovecraft prior to that, you know, all this cosmic, um, the cosmic horror genre in the idea that indigenous peoples such as not just the Egyptians, uh, the Mayans, the Aztec and all these other groups generally weren't European. They weren't light skinned. They weren't white. So there is no way they could have done that. And that was the idea back then. They were like, it, it was born from this. It was born from like racism in in that idea that they couldn't do it. They weren't white. They weren't Europeans. When you look at, so when you finally look at it, when you finally look at the uh, pyramids, uh, especially Giza, the ones at Giza, they're not complex structures. They're stone structures. The inner tunnels are complex. They're, they're, they're built with a purpose. The, the actual architecture of them, you know, it's square, it's square base, pointed up triangles. That's that is something that somebody would do with 
stone. That's how they would put, I can't think of the word, um, when you lay stone together. Masonry? masonry. Yeah, well, well, not masonry per se, but the, the idea to keep that all from falling over, from toppling over. Right. It's just stacking, 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 obviously, a, um, you know, large base, and it gets slimmer up at the top. And with stone, you can go up hundreds, 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 hundreds of feet without there being a problem. Mm -hmm. The other thing was uh, a lot of people always thought these things were cut perfectly. They were all smooth cubes, almost cube stones. And they weren't. A lot of them were just cut, rough cut. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were rough cut. They, is there like a thing I can... I talk with my hands. I don't know why. Just keep the mic. Near. They were, <laughs> no, they're uh, rough cut stone. And with the rough cut stone, you place it on top. There's a lot of gaps. Uh, if you go to anybody, I, I would love to go to Egypt. That's one of the places I want to go. Um, well, if we hit 10K, we're supposed to go to Egypt. <laughs> if, if you do, that would be wonderful. That's why we got to get that merch out there. <laughs> Something's gonna, someone's got to pay for this. <laughs> exactly. Because those, those plane tickets are very expensive right now. <laughs> but um, they're rough cut. They're filled in with, um, it was an early mortar. I forgot what the heck, I forgot what was used. Um, the mortar was more or less sort of like a clay, and that was all filled into all the gaps, all the cracks in the stone. The only thing smooth on those pyramids was the outer limestone walls, which most of it, most of that's gone. It was pure white. Yeah. yeah. They were like most of stolen them. and repurposed yeah. for other things. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the um, Colosseum in Rome, the same thing which was, you know, fully round, fully rounded amphitheater, beautiful. It was a big, you know, where they had all these games and, you know, that whole side is missing because everybody was taking the stone and just using that for construction, which they did with um, the pyramids at Giza. But um, that was the only, those were the only sides that were smoothed out, very white, very light limestone reflecting the sunlight, the top I don't know. I believe the top was copperish or gold. I forget what that was. And yeah, as 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 for the actual construction, it is theorized, as you said in your monologue, which we heard, which was a very beautiful monologue, very very well done, very professionally done. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that was all Billy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Google and Billy and spell check. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of spell check. Um, that is generally the idea. The idea was that they quarried the stone not too far off. They do have quarry. Um, so they they said. I'm not interrupting. Uh, it's, no, no, no. it's believed the limestone quarry was about five or ten miles away. That's what downriver. 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 Which still is. Putting this in perspective, and then you can no, continue. Yeah, yeah, I'm just five to ten miles, give or take. Yeah. Um, Downriver. Yeah. And if you ever have, yeah, I mean, you've gone to the beach. I'm not. I'm not sure if you're a beach goer. Or you love the oh, beach, love but the beach. I go every year to LBI, Long Beach Island, New Jersey, yes. whatever. And I am stuck with the task of wheeling a wheelbarrow filled with, you know, 
water and playthings for the child oh, yeah. and a tent and chairs and it is a pain oh, yeah. in the ass to wheel that wheelbarrow is. from up a hill because there's sand dunes that were built for yeah. Hurricane Sandy and then down the hill to the location we're going to be camped out and that's a that's a little wagon with just a little bit of stuff we're talking about and you probably have wheels yes and, and you probably have wheels the, the, yeah. we're talking about these people lugging that limestone on what was said to be you uh, um, ropes or yeah. and using water to make well, sand sledge, to yes. make the sand Wet. soft and Almost muddy yeah so that's like yeah. you just put that into perspective that's not an easy feat no no it's and that's not even the construction process yet that's no, just moving that's the movement. limestone yeah that's movement there there is actually another theory which has been. I don't know if it's been debunked, but it wasn't very popular. It was posited, I think, back in the 80s. I think it was back in the 80s that they actually just casted the limestone on site. Yeah, they, debunk, they debunked it. They did debunk yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They took samples. That was another one where they they said that, but that was It debunked. makes sense. Like That'd be the that'd be the easiest way to build a pyramid is to oh, cast yeah. them, but they, they cut these things and, and move yeah. them. Um, yeah. Again. But as as you were saying that that was that that's the idea that's the closest theory that they have in the approximation with what they would have had along um, what they would have had about about four thousand almost forty five hundred years ago because they didn't have at that time Egypt didn't have the wheel they didn't have a wheel so they say so yeah as they say they didn't have the wheel um, so and again I'm not cutting you off no. Um, you know, you know Joey Valentino very well. He is the one who writes my music for my podcast. He was on for my hundredth episode. Yes, and um, he and his wife believe that the Egyptians did have technology and tools that were possibly um, not technology that was not found ever, and the. What he believes is they had this technology and people came, which happened in many civilizations throughout history. People came and ransacked certain areas and took things with them, scattered them around. So he believes that because of this technology that was taken by people visiting Egypt, whatever the case may be, that whatever they use might have been lost. But me and Joey talked about this not too long ago that everything that's been used in history for the most part has been found. So if they did have a wheel, let's say, we we're talking about wheels. If they did have a wheel, then where 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 is it? Was why was it not found? You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're in a desert, so the likelihood of the wood rotting because of water or moisture or whatever is, is a lot less. And a wheel, to be honest with you, in Egypt on sand. It's not well, it have to be. That's it would be... have to be very wide, and you know, at that point, like like we have with those wide, um, you know, the bike treads and all that, and you see all the cars that they use on, on the beaches, yeah. on the ATVs or whatever. These are wide tires, deep treads. Right. You know, e they even even on modern day tractors. Yes. You know, you'll you'll see the tread on. Them. Oh it's, yeah. It's super wide because it's heavy machinery. So it's yes. a big. You know, it's it's holding tons of steel. And then the crane has to lift who knows how much, oh, depending man. on the load, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> the wheelbase definitely has to be uh, wide. Yeah, exactly. So as far as I go with that, I do I believe they had the technology that with their own 
technology. Yeah. Um, I never placed the Egyptians very, I, I don't want to say low, but I mean, they had a long, <laughs> oh no, oh no. If you want me to go in on the Netflix series, no, 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 but, but, um, I we got a good, we got a good one for you to watch and check out after the yeah, podcast. Definitely. Um, they, they never, the <laughs> <laughs> they never extended too far. Um, they didn't have, I, I don't want to say that they didn't have an empire. They obviously had an empire. Uh, they had three separate dynasties, three separate, three separate kingdoms. Um, they, they just, they didn't have, what's it called? They didn't, they, they didn't extend themselves too far. So they didn't, I, I want to say that they didn't take from, you know, when you look at the Greeks, maybe you look at the Romans and stuff like that, where they were able to take technology from, or rather than take adapt technology and stuff from different parts of the world. Uh, the Egyptians didn't have that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they had a wheel. I, I, the other thing is you obviously have Pharaoh, the first pyramid which Pharaoh Doja do do I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong it was D J O S E R he was one of the uh, in fact his was the first one built and i believe his architect was Imhotep mm-hmm. those are much smaller those pyramids are much smaller um there were pyramids actually further south i believe in the Sudan before the Egyptians built pyramids and who knows if they got the idea from that because it's also, you look at other parts of the world and you see pyramids. Um, even the um, Native Americans here, the uh, indigenous Americans in North America, because we always assume, you know, we got the Aztec, we got the Maya, we got the Inca, and all these other groups, South Central America building pyramids. We're all like, well, North Americans never did that. They did. They did it mostly with dirt. So they were like earthen mounds, but they were pyra- uh, pyramidic structures. What, what what do they call those? What, they're what they're that? pyramidal structures for yeah. sure, and then but the the stones that they use were obviously of a, of a lesser weight. Oh yes, you know, so it, it, they weren't as and they weren't as precise as the pyramids of Giza. I should yes. say, they no, definitely not. Um, Giza was very uh, except for Chichen Itza. I mean, I haven't. I would love of, to go the there. Thing about he's been. Oh, you've yeah, been there. It, I would love to go there. It's wild. So like really. When you're standing at the base of the pyramid on any side, you can clap your hands and the pyramid is acoustically resonated and they still don't know how they have done this today without modern computing. Oh, yeah. It's acoustically resonated to have your clap. It goes up the stairs. The sound wave of your clap goes up the stairs, goes into the chamber, and you can hear the echo that comes back to you is is the... I forget the name of the bird, but it's the state bird of Mexico. Okay. It's a specific bird, and that bird sounds exactly like the clap. Like when you clap, the sound that you get back sounds exactly like the bird. Oh, wow. I have a video of it. I'll show you. I got, it's yeah, pretty I wild. I definitely got to see that. So how they were able to achieve that, it's it, it says the state bird of Mexico yeah, is what, the golden is eagle. Is it the golden So it might, it might be the golden eagle. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? Or it could be the bird that's native to Chichen Itza. Yeah. Just if you can that find real that, quick, because yeah. I've I've heard them play the sound from the bird versus and the clap. Doing you know? the clap, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and it's, it's identical cool. and it's it's pretty wild yeah lesser yellow-headed vulture okay that's what, so that's what i came up with okay i definitely got to see that i got to see that the the thing i think about with that is like i've always thought <sighs> These people, not that they didn't have anything to do, they were they were less impeded by modern technology than we are. Where you would have many, many man hours of trying to build something, get something down, as opposed to I'm here sitting down, we're talking on a podcast, or I'm here playing video games, I'm watching TV. So you're saying I, you're, you're saying they had m- nothing but time, yeah, in simple of terms, time. and not only time. As far as the uh, when I wanted to say before with the pharaohs, if I wanted something built, I'm part of this noble family. Not only am I part of a noble family, I'm I'm almost deified. Not almost, I'm deified. So I'm I'm God's one of whichever God's persona on earth. And if I tell you to build this, even though we're using, as they say, they didn't use slaves. The uh, the whole you know the Jewish slaves. And yeah, that got debunked stuff. kind of fairly recently. You know, like the whole slave theory. That wasn't something that was debunked right away because the Bible, if you're a Catholic, yeah. taught that Egyptians had slaves and, the, and the slaves were the Jews. Right. So so a lot of people presumed they assumed that these yeah. that they used slaves. But one of the one of the things, even even the Romans and them, nobody used slaves to build. They can use slaves uh, slaves as laborers to clear things out, bring things in, or whatever. Because you you know it's it's unskilled work. I'm going to use them. We're going to use them. We're not really looking out for their health too much. I mean, we're going to obviously look because somebody owns them and that's somebody's property, which is you know wrong. But as far as the um, the actual building and all that, you're using skilled laborers and laborers, and I'm taking care of them. You know, the government, uh, government, I don't want to say government. But no, they did. They had a government. Yeah, yeah. they did. No, uh, not in like our, uh, not, I don't want to use it as like. Not uh, in the United States you know, terms exactly. of government. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> it does. Um, the Egyptian state was taking care, of, taking care of these workers. And you're talking 4,500 years ago. So you're, talk, you're also talking different types of vices, different types of morals, ideas. If I'm telling you to build something, get something done, you're going to do it. If you don't do it, you're probably going to get executed. We didn't have, we, they didn't have jail systems. They didn't have dungeons. That's actually a fairly recent development, you know, having jails, prisons, and all that. Even the Romans, they would just keep you in a, they would keep you locked up for a little while before execution. So if I'm telling you to do it, you're going to do it. And I'm telling you to do it before I die. It better be done before I die. And that was for Giza. That, that, that large pyramid was Pharaoh uh, Khufu. Khufu, yeah. Khufu. Wasn't Ramses, right? No. No. Should be Khufu. Um, they Which also I believe have they a, found the statue. They have like, a diary, too, of uh, one of the... Um, I guess you would consider him a foreman. Mira, I see. I, I definitely can't pronounce their names. M-E-R-E-M-E-R-E-R. They have a diary of his from around, and he was one of the, I, I guess he was one of the foremen. The diary does have 
the um, transporting of limestone from the Nile up the Nile. So putting it on the boats, taking it off the boats, bringing it over to the uh, site. And he's got a diary. I didn't get to look into it or Which see is how much significantly of it was. more complex too, because you're talking about putting limestone that weighs a good good chunk of change. A few tons. You're, yeah, limestone, more than a few. Yeah, you're talking and over on two, a, two and a half, on some three, form four, of a five boat, tons. Which they had to build the boat according to the weight of the limestone to support it. Because yeah, if you put tons. You know, what's the, what's the tonnage, Joe? You know it by heart almost. Um, depending on which stone we're talking about, if we're talking about the King's Chamber, you're talking about um, the tonnage on those granite beams oh. is 70, 70 to 80. Yeah, 70 to 80 tons. Yeah. And when you huge. get that high, um, the theories that people propose on how they move those stones, they go to, it goes to shit. Uh, you can't. You can't take a granite beam that weighs 70 tons and wet some sand and start pulling it me, and expect it to go anywhere. Let me play yeah, this Even clip. with the pulley system. Yeah. You know? Let me play this clip. And this is from Joe Rogan's podcast. And he has a whole slew of people on from average Joes to comedians to actors to archaeologists to scientists to theorists. So I'm going to play this clip that I saved for this for this episode. I've read every theory on how they built those pyramids. The Great Pyramid of Giza has 2,300,000 stones in it. Some of them, uh, they weigh between 2 and 80 tons. Some of them are cut from a quarry that's hundreds of miles away. These things point, that pyramid is shaped perfectly. Like, if you've got like a quarter inch there, a half inch here, by the time you get to the top, that thing's a mess. But meanwhile, it's not. It's perfect. It's also perfectly aligned to true north, south, east, and west. And they're not really sure how old it is. They think it's, they, they, they dated to 2500 B.C., but that's just because of organic particles that they pulled from inside stones but they, they also say that they probably could have sealed those stones and resealed those stones over time. You're dealing with like a gigantic mystery of unfathomable proportion. That's crazy. So that clip puts yeah. in, you were talking about the resealing and the sealing. You, you did mention that. As, as far as the granite, as far as they know with the granite, is that, that one I don't, I know how they, or, or we got to, Good idea how they move the limestone. Limestone's a lot. It's two a lot tons. Lighter. You could probably move, some, but it's still like we're it's, talking yeah. two million stones. What do you say was the number yeah, two, was two, two, two and a half, two and a half yeah, million yeah, stones? A Go real quick. Tell um in twenty three years. Tell 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 Mike this because this was really good. We mentioned this on the Sarah from Sakar. Tell Mike about that Netflix show, just to kind of give a. It's a, I would say it's a good perspective. That show with, with uh, all the strong fitness people. And then they had a segment of the show where they had to push the boat up the ramp. Oh, right, right, right. right. To, sh- explain that to Mike because that's a good reference. So there's this show on, <laughs> on, on Netflix. Um, it's, it's a Korean show. And it's, it's, it's something like the something 100. I got to google it actually okay. to find out what the name of the show but it's kind of irrelevant what the name of the show is yeah the point of the show is to find like the strongest most perfect physique like not just strong but like just like what what is the most all-around perfect physique that can can do uh heavy strength lifts and also have endurance is mm-hmm. it a bodybuilder is it a is it a cyclist is it a runner so they took all these people from all these different backgrounds to compete against one another 
And towards the end of the elimination rounds, they started making teams so that they could eliminate people faster. And they would put teams together of all these, you know, different guys. Physical 100, I believe. Physical 100. I'm gonna check that out. So um, it's a good show. It 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 gets okay. uh it, it can't, like each one it leaves you on a cliffhanger and it wants you to, ah. you want to see the next one you want to see that like what happened You're binging binging. So you'll yeah. you'll definitely binge it for sure. But there's this one um, team effort where they have to lift this ship up a slope, and this is not a very high slope. We're talking it. Uh, I think it was only two tons that okay. that everybody collectively had to move together. Now, when I tell you these fucking guys were struggling, and these are the most jacked, juiced up <laughs> motherfuckers that you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive my okay, language. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> they were they these guys were strong. We're talking MMA fighters, bodybuilders, and some of them are endurance athletes too. So some of them didn't really carry their weight so okay. well and, and okay. fared. But granted, if you were to take all the best bodybuilders on the planet and have them move a uh, a two ton stone. For a few hours a day, every these guys are going to get burnt out. There's just no way. And we're talking like this slope was slight. Yeah. Now imagine a slope that is hundreds of feet high. Like in order to maintain a, a, a level playing field where it's reasonable for people to keep pulling these stones to that height, the ramp would have to be so fuck like it would have to be ridiculously long. They don't even know the calculations yet of how long this ramp would have to be in order to build the pyramids. That's the, according to the ramp theory. Yes. Uh, because if, if the ramp isn't very long, now the slope is that much higher and then it becomes more steeper. and more difficult yeah. as you get to the top. Um, now, the problem with the ramp theory and why it's it's been debunked is because a ramp of that magnitude and size would have had to have an imprint and there would still be evidence of that ramp. Like the ramp would have to be more massive than the fucking pyramid itself. That's, that's what they're saying in order to be able to get the stones to that height. Um, so the ramp theory is kind of like is out. There's, there's got to be another way that they did it if they if they did it, you know, organically with with. with primitive technology and just so mike's head doesn't explode we're not saying it's aliens because <laughs> no, we, no, we, no. we both we both kind of i'm gonna get to my position shortly but. we we both kind of gradually through the years threw that out the window there, yeah. there's this very slight one percent chance but it, we're leaning towards more where joey will get one, into one of the reasons I, I never put credence to uh aliens is the um the physics of uh space travel it takes too long and the Fermi paradox of where is, you know, if there's somebody there, where is he? And that's not to say there aren't aliens. I believe in aliens. I, you know, there's billions and billions of galaxies with billions of stars, so billions the, of planets. The possibilities are almost endless in so accordance to planets. Right? Oh, yeah. So, but my whole thing was always the space travel and traveling since as far as we're concerned, Traveling at, like, say, the speed of light is an impossibility because once you get 100% of the speed of light, you have no mass. But you have it, it gets a little weird, especially for me. I'm not a physicist, but you go from mass to massless, and it, it creates a whole host of problems for your body, for, for whatever's traveling, which wouldn't be capable of doing so that. So I have, I have to just chime in a little. And this is, by all means, not an episode about aliens or no. things and portals, but... Because I'm a podcaster talking about paranormal, which is essentially all things mysterious and unknown, in the defense of aliens and UFOs, mm -hmm. there are hieroglyphics and 
kind of letters and in, 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 I wouldn't say letters, but there is some documentation of a civilization called the Anunnaki that has been has been drawn and seen throughout the world, not just Egypt, not just in South America, but throughout the whole world. There's these, yeah. these depictions of godlike beings. And if you take these godlike being drawings from the cave paintings to uh, drawings on, in mud and carved onto stone, they're eerily similar throughout the entire world. And they were depicted, and I know you... I've seen the TikTok about giants, but I'm not saying they're giants. They were depicted as tall beings mm-hmm. with elongated heads. And this is not just, but they look like people. They look like people. Mm-hmm. And there is this theory, however, it's a far-fetched theory, but it is a theory that the Anunnaki came because their planet aligned at some point to Earth's alignment where they were able to travel because of the alignment of their planet or star or okay. whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. And they visited us because they wanted to, to to give us knowledge they had that because this earth is inhabitable. It's green. It has water. It has oxygen. Habitable. Habitable. To literally give us the technology to maintain and keep earth alive and well so that they can maybe come back one day and be like, hey, we gave you the blueprints to... The pyramids of Giza. We gave you the pyramid, uh, the yeah. blueprints to Stonehenge and to Pumapunku and Machu Picchu, and then they they left. And there's there's drawings in biblical art that have these crazy uh, UFOs in the background. The hieroglyph. There's a lot of this. That's just a theory. Yeah. So a lot of those things can sometimes be purported to um, one of the most. There's a very famous painting. The Virgin Mary. No, 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 no. It, it's um jeez i forgot the painting there's a painting with these um men riding animals and they actually look like dinosaurs they look like a, what are those like brontosaurs or whatever you know the four leggeds with the long neck right, right. or whatever the painting actually depicts camels mm. that all came from a description of camels to i forgot the european painter the europeans at the time they had it, this was after the age of rome Nobody knew what a camel was. So he basically painted it on word eyewitness description of what a camel looked like. So you get you, you get things like that where you get a natural like, okay, this is what something might look like. This is what I'm describing and this is how I'm going to make it. <sighs> the other thing is uh, human beings are very, very, even though we're separated, this is the same thing with the pyramids. So, in fact, with the pyramids, we're separated, but the pyramid structure, like I said before, it's not, I don't, I'm, again, I'm not taking anything away from them, obviously. It's a simple piece of architecture. It would take, you know, you look at Notre Dame, it took Notre Dame, uh, the cathedral to be built within what, what was it, two, 200 years. The pyramids or the Pyramid of Giza, as, as they think or say, 20 to 23 years it took them of constant work. It's a simple, it's a simple structure. With that simple structure, all human beings know, all right, well, if we're going to build something, we've got to build something with a large base. We don't really have cement. We don't have concrete. We don't have rebar. We don't have things like that. And they didn't even think of things like that. That's how they, that's how they built. 
So human beings are very, um, we're like a, we're like a one, what do they call it? One horse, po- one, 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 pony, one, one pony show, one pony, one pony show, one pony carriage. Everybody has pony by genuine, very, very similar ideas across, across the earth. A lot of similar ideas and which I don't think were disseminated that way. Cause again, if they're capable, if I'm capable of traveling that far, I'm not gonna, frankly, if I'm capable of traveling that far, using up my governments, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the White House right now. I'm gonna go say, "Hey, I want a shitload of money." I'm gonna go to uh, Planet A, wherever. You're gonna there. have to go to Ukraine for all the money. I'm gonna go, go 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 to you, <laughs> go to Ukraine. I need to borrow those billions of dollars that you guys uh, been given. I'm taking all this money, all this resources, all these you know massive amounts of energy just to travel. There's a um, primitive society on that planet i'm gonna just do a few things i'm gonna let them i'm gonna give them a little bit of architecture whatever and then just uh head back they'd say get the fuck out of here you're gonna waste all that money to do that in fact what you should do if they're that primitive they're that primitive go in there eradicate them take them out we have a whole new planet with resources that we can use and now it's ours well there's been talks of motherships and all this stuff. Well, that's a good point, but that's assuming that's assuming that they're violent, that, that they're violent yeah. and there's 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 maleficence in them rather than um, benevolence. Uh, I'm inclined to believe that a culture that's uh, a type. So there's types of civilizations: type one, type two, type three. Yes. And, and the further you get in in your civilization, obviously, the more gradual intelligence. The Japanese theorists, right? Uh, Michiru Okanto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spoke it, about it. I, it was, I don't think it was a Japanese. It's a the type one type. We're we're a type one. I don't even think we're we're a type zero or type zero. We're, we're, we're not even at we're type, type one. Would be type... colonized the solar system, right? Colonize the solar system would be type one, right? Uh, yeah, type and three have, is a and have some control over your planet in terms yeah. of right. Yeah. Um. So we're not even that. Will we even get there? I don't. It, are, is it very? It is very plausible. I mean, the galaxies existed long enough that it's very plausible that there are type one and oh, type sure. two civilization. Possible, but the odds of it, right, is they become astronomical. astronomical. But there's also an astronomical number of possibilities of life on other planets. Oh, so yeah. you, it, it's almost it, it's almost impossible to discount it, right? Like somewhere along the lines, it had to happen for at least one civilization or oh, two yeah. civilizations yeah. at the very least, if life exists outside of, of Earth, Earth, if we're not like this one anomaly in a vast sea of fucking, uh, you know. Yeah, which, uh, you know what, I obviously I agree with that because there, there are too many planets, there are too many... Too many stars, too many planets, too many galaxies. The only thing that happens is that, you know, time. We might be in a, you know, for us, we might be in a time where those civilizations have gone extinct or those civilizations are still around or whatever, you know, like where we just don't interlap with each other. We might, we, who knows, hundreds of years from now, thousands of years from now, we can be a type (coughs) three civilization. And millions of years from now, nobody will ever hear of us because we'll be extinct or whatever. You know, whatever happens. 
over time. Or we just or turn just into turn... Like an artificial type of intelligence, yeah. right? Like we're also in the process right now of thinking or having the ideas of taking human consciousness and putting it into a computer that can learn exponentially fast. Like we have chat GPT and all oh, these yeah. things now. So like that's a form of intelligence that may take over one day and become the type three, type five, yeah. civil, you know, civilizations that, you know, we're talking about. I agree with that because when that, I, I remember when a lot of that stuff, when I was seeing it online first years and years ago, you would look at the the stuff it would type out and you go, this thing is completely stupid. It's completely, uh, you know, what's this thing going to do? You fast forward to today and you're like, you're reading it and you're like, wow. And then it's making paintings. It's making videos. And yeah. Like, what wow, what, that's, what, that's what artificial intelligence is doing now is, yeah. is, is, is like, it, it feels like it just happened like all quick, of a sudden. Quick. Like one day. Quick. Joey was telling me it felt it literally was like a month and change. Ago. Actually, what was one of the one, one of the videos I saw recently was um I like this guy, uh Neil deGrasse Tyson. We don't I like him. You know, I, I, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> we did an episode like on him. He's, him. It's uh, not that we don't like him, it's just we don't no, like listen, we gotta have Neil he's, uh, if you do, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he's not coming <laughs> definitely not coming on this show. Coming to the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> just, who are these guys? <laughs> who are these guys? We're on the he's, bottom of Joe Rogan's shoe right now, pretty much. That, that's yeah, who the hell are these Joe guys? Joe Rogan doesn't even like him and he's on his podcast regularly. A lot, yeah, he has him a lot. He's shit on him. Actually, it's, actually, it's one of the one uh, the one that I saw was on his show, and he's saying by he was making a prediction by 2050 that all these cars would be totally automated, all these vehicles would be totally automated with the you know like how Tesla wants to do right, right. Uh, what, what is that automatic driving and all that stuff right, right. and all that. <laughs> and I, I looked at it and I said, wow, it's crazy because I never you know I had always put that to. I'd probably be long dead or dead before that happened. But the way seeing, you know, seeing how this AI is going and all this other stuff, it's, it's a possibility. So there's a lot of things. Uh, and then I'll say what I was going to say before, but there's a lot of things they predict, right? Yeah. They predicted that New York would be partially underwater by now or the sea levels would have Oh, yeah. 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 You know, that's, that's one thing. We also predicted by this time that we'd have flying cars. And, and. Well, they, you know what my thing is with that? What's going to control somebody not flying into buildings? And well, that might be there, right? Because they have things that can fly. They have drones and all this other stuff. They have, they've had prototypes that work very well. They kind of but just it's came like, out. It's like, they, what if the, I'm the flying AI, around and I'm, yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to get to is, but I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. You look at other countries where you get China, China, Russia, and we're all at each other's heads, at each other's throats. Somebody decides to hack a whole system where it's being controlled by a central system, and all of a sudden they hack it, and all of a sudden these cars are just flying out of the sky. Yeah, it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous. I mean, I would love the idea; it would be great. It'd be you know, hey, you know, I don't have to drive to Florida in seventeen hours, eighteen hours. I could just you know, fly there in a few hours. Yeah, there. Um, there's this theory getting back to uh, you know, like we were talking about the Anunnaki and the people coming. Yeah, there's also a theory that Einstein alluded to where there's a possibility i wouldn't really say time travel but there's like these interdimensional possibilities so time travel is real in the sense that um the faster you go the more time elapses on the outside as opposed to the inside so if i'm traveling at somewhere 90 99 the speed of light 
and I'm going to Alpha Centauri, the closest star, and I'm coming back. You know, there's going to be many years that pass over here. And for me, it might be, for me, it might have felt like a two-week journey. Like an interstellar I'm like, hey, type, I'm, yeah. I'm a two-week journey. It was only 14 days. I come back. It's 10 years later, 15 years later, whatever it is. And you haven't aged a bit. And I haven't aged. I've aged two weeks. And everybody else has aged 15, uh, 15 years. Like we saw in uh, Interstellar. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like Interstellar with a, with a, has some... It, it, I like, I, I like I've this. I've watched it twice. For me, the first time I watched it, it was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? And then I had to rewatch it to really just figure out what yeah. was going on. Because the whole bookshelf scene was like... String theory. So that, yeah. that one got me a little bit yeah. with the whole string theory or whatever. I always I always figure like he was, if you fall into a black hole and that's, that's, yeah. that's all she wrote. But there's somewhat of, I would say, scientifically from equations we got from very intelligent oh, no, people. Yeah. There's some validity to that movie, even though it's science fiction. Is no, it's it's a it's a it's what they what they consider hard science fiction. So like, if you're that close to a black a black hole, yeah, time and space are gonna dilate really, really weirdly, and you're gonna have that. What was that? He was on that planet for two hours and twenty two years passed on the outside. Yeah, it's it it gets very, very, very strange, and that was one of the things um, Einstein didn't like. With uh, quantum uh, quantum mechanics, quantum uh, uh, physics, quantum physics. physics. Yeah. He didn't like it. He, he used to sp- spooky, spooky thing. I forget what he said. Spooky things at a distance or whatever. It was just, it was a little weird with stuff like that. But as far as black holes and you know stuff like that, the time, you know, time travel. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can fast forward. You can never, according to them, you can never go back. It just wouldn't be possible to go back. So, real quick, I'm going to give the mic over to Joey yeah. and let him take it away uh, and give his perspectives. Um, something similar to what you just did. But in, in just in a second, we're going to take a momentary pause. And we're back from our pause. Just so you guys know, we got to take a pause and just empty the tanks because, uh, you know, we talk for a while. But we just started talking about some interstellar type stuff and um we're actually going to go back onto joey's side of the conversation um his theories and thoughts on how the pyramids were built and his fingers were typing at like 25 miles per hour (laughs) so i i know he's about to unload right now but i'm very proud of mike because he's kept it very civil and professional which is very good Hasn't called anybody the T word that we will. We definitely cannot say. Well, it's fine. You said it already. But it's you know, I actually changed. It's funny. I changed a couple weeks ago with the podcast. It it says, uh, you know, is it like rated R? And I had I changed it because we've been cursing a lot. I didn't know you had to do that. Well, I I did it already, so they people know. Like you know, viewers, viewers, listeners' discretion is advised. Okay. Before I talk about COVID, I have to say like a whole big fucking speech too. So that, you know, you know, you know, but Joey, take it away. Make sure you get your shots. (laughs) So to be, to be clear, I am of the position that it is not aliens that built Mm -hmm. the pyramids, but I think what we're looking at is a long lost civilization uh, or a long lost human species that once existed on this planet. um, And there is evidence supporting that. Um, Billy talked about like, quote unquote giants maybe they weren't giants Mm -hmm. maybe they were but what we do know is that 
there are many civilizations throughout throughout the African nation that are a part of uh, skull binding for children. And they do it to honor the gods. And like, what gods are they referring to, right? So the old mythology goes back to, we did it to honor the gods, etc. And if you take it back to the times of Egypt, and you look at some of the relics that we find in Egypt, you'll find that there are a lot of relics of these pharaohs with elongated skulls. Um, Akhenaten and his daughter Nefertiti are two of them. And there's so many depictions of them. And prior to this, they're they're not the only ones. Prior to their depictions, uh, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to depict pharaohs. There aren't, there there isn't much to go on in terms of what pharaohs look like. Mm-hmm. And just for reference, Akhenaten, <laughs> Akhenaten is the father to the um, wow. I just was just had it in my head. And I'm gonna sound like an idiot. King Tut, King Tut. So that's his father. So I don't. I could look up what King Tut looked like, but I do have. He had an elongated head. Yeah, so King Tut did have an. I mean, he, all three of them did. He did. His he was also. This is Nefertiti right into, here. Uh, what the hell was that? Incest. I so don't. He had, he had a lot of um, I don't, genital uh, issues. Tut. King Tut. He yes. he had a very his, his, his distorted body. Yes. I saw a documentary that um, they did some kind of analysis. I don't know how they did it. I don't think they went through the bone. bone. They they did touch his bone marrow, mm-hmm. but they did find that he had. Um, he walked with a cane. They believe he walked with some form of a help. Yeah. And and he did have, uh, they say, mut- mutations. But, again, you know, this is... One of those things, not to cut you guys off, was that no, cut the same off. thing. Not to cut Joey off. <laughs> was the... Um, what the hell you call that? Uh, like like uh, Cleopatra and them, the Ptolemies and all that. It was um, the Egyptian uh, uh, brothers and sisters. And they would wed the brothers and sisters, and they would have children. Yeah, I mean, we, we they do they do it in England. That's why everybody's <laughs> hey, and oh, ears you know, you get. Right, let's get let's get let's get let's and get dirty. Hold on, they let's just, take the gloves got, off. Right, got a new king. Let's be real. King Charles doesn't look all there. Those... <laughs> exactly. You get those. You get those. Uh, you ever see that man's fingers? Either. Something's wrong there. <laughs> but go anyway. I, I'm sorry to all my British followers, which is 3%. <laughs> <laughs> 3% of the podcast. I have analytics that I, I, I review every week. And, uh, oh, okay. Believe it or not, 88% of my listeners are from the United States. And then there's like 2% from like all, this country, a, a lot country, of countries. That country. okay. But this is, you know, guys, come on. We're just, we're just speaking... You know, it's all speculation. We're just speculation. we're just playing. This we're is all just good and we're fun. just kidding. It's Even not your new your your new uh, king looks like uh, Snoke from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the thing with that. I, I get the um, the incest, but there n- no amount of incest has ever uh, related to an these elongated craniums right so there's and it's this is not just uh exclusive to egypt now Mm. these elongated craniums were found um in south america and now here's the thing they can they can discern the difference between it was actual skull binding and this is the actual person's brain so here's the thing when you skull bind the cranial capacity of the brain doesn't change um so if if it's a certain amount of cc's in a human brain no matter you trying to elongate that skull you're not going to increase the cranial capacity of what that brain can grow to be yeah 
now with these skulls that we're finding in south america these elongated skulls there's no evidence of skull binding um and the cranial capacity is much much larger than a modern day human which which would lead you to believe that it's a very real possibility if there if the cranial capacity is higher we might be dealing with with a species of human beings that are is completely different to what is currently on this planet than what we are right now maybe they were smarter maybe that cranial capacity helped them uh do the things and and complete the feats that they that they achieved and they they possibly thought of technology on a whole different spectrum than how we think of technology today so when we look at the pyramids we're looking at through a lens scope of how we perceive technology and how we think it was done um but it it probably was done in a completely obscure way that we're not even thinking of because let's let's face it this is 5000 years ago that's a crazy amount of fucking time like people don't, you i don't even know if people grasp how much time that is and 5000 years is probably not even the correct date of when the pyramids were built so my personal belief is that it was a human species that possibly no longer exists because there weren't many of them. Um, And it is very possible because we can't carbon date stone that the pyramids are much, much older than 5,000 years. And we already know that the Sphinx and how complex the Sphinx is, um, the Sphinx is much, much older. And there's almost no debate about it anymore. Egyptologists don't even like to bring it up because they can tell by the weathering along the base of the Sphinx, that the Sphinx is probably closer to, because the last time Egypt had rainfall to create that type of weathering and and on the base of the Sphinx was about 15,000 years ago. So you're talking 15,000 years ago, there was a civilization that was smart enough to create an architectural (laughs) wonder of the world. Mm -hmm. And then for the next 15,000 years, fucking nothing. Like for instance, just just to put things in reference, and we'll we'll go back to the pyramids. We won't even talk about the Sphinx. We're yeah, yeah. focused on the pyramids. The pyramids were the st- were were the tallest structures in the world. Oh yeah, up till up uh, until uh, hold on, I'll, I'll go back here. Uh, Eiffel Tower, the Eiffel Tower, in in the industrial age in the seventeen yes. hundreds, right? So we're talking five thousand years of of not building anything remotely close to what they did. Um, to me, that signifies that there was a lost technology at play and people forgot how to construct pyramids. And how do we know this and what evidence points to that? Well, there was a de-evolution in Egypt of pyramids. There are actually much newer pyramids that were built mm-hmm. in relation to, Ge- in this, to the site of Giza, which were less, um, which were less precise, which were less... Um, uh the, the even the stones were lesser the weight on the stones were lesser these yeah. are much smaller much more inferior structures to the great pyramid of mm-hmm. giza um now i personally believe that i know a pyramid structure is a simple structure but the pyramid of giza is an enigma in and of itself because it's not just a four-sided structure when you look at it from the top it's an eight-sided structure um to create so there's these lines in the middle of each side that we perceive from ground level as just one side Mm -hmm. but when you're looking at it from the top you can see that it's an eight-sided structure okay 
Now that alone, right? Cut and quarrying the stones. We already talked about how difficult that that was probably to bring stone from 500 miles away. There was no wheel. How did they use it? Did they use wooden rollers? Well, the wooden rollers would collapse. So that theory mm -hmm. goes out the window. So <clears throat> there's actually no discerning evidence of that we know that we can point to conclusively that this is how it was done 100%, right? It's still up for debate. And, and everybody is the, of the general consensus of that. Even Google says theorized and believed they don't it, 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 no, nobody no site history channel travel channel you can't die on that hill yeah it's not nothing it's just that's their best yeah theory. that's the that's gonna, gonna be the best professionals say aliens anunnaki uh and, yeah you know sound wave manipulation you're gonna have you're gonna hear the most logical idea however yeah there's a lot of like, they have a lot of so idea I'm gonna I'm gonna get even more logical. Take out the 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 species, the the human species that that existed that probably no longer exist. Let's just throw that out the window. Yeah, I think that even if you throw that out the window, it is a very real possibility that the world was once littered with technology and vast civilizations that had hundreds of millions of people. And there was a network of communication between these civilizations. Um, the evidence for that, obviously, Mexico, the Pyramid of the Sun, has the same uh, base diameter as the Pyramid of Giza. It it has so many similarities in terms bigger. of alignment. Slightly. It's like a little bit bigger. Um, not height-wise, <coughs> but yeah, base-wise. Base well, yeah, I think it was base-wise. A little little, little bit larger. I'll, I'll look into that, and but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's it's so similarly close yeah. that, that they're like, this can't be coincidence, right? There's there's only so many coincidences that can happen cosmically in, in the universe that, that you have to say like, all right, it's a real possibility that these civilizations had contact with mm -hmm. one another. Um, so... What we what we're looking at is a civilization that probably existed up to fifty thousand years ago, and had technology, had things like doctors, and did surgeries, and and there's evidence of that as well, like skull surgeries and and I guess lobotomies of, mm -hmm. of ancient times, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's other things like. Um, the tool marks on the Pyramid of Giza that nobody really talks about, that no one actually... So the the general consensus of the pyramid and how they were built was, was probably well before the Industrial Revolution. So people didn't even know what they were looking at yet until we got to the Industrial Revolution and then they were like, oh shit, there's tool marks on these, like high-powered tool marks on mm -hmm. these stones right there's these drill holes and you can see the intertwining of them so there had to be something at a very fast pace of speed drilling a core through that through that stone and we see this all over the site of giza now how how did they achieve a drill and no one no one really talks about that like all right was it did we push? Did they push something into the stone? Did they no? So we know for a fact, like this is a granite beam, etc. Like they had to drill into this somehow. Oh, they drilled into it slowly over a course of time, and it's like that's a long fucking time to be drilling into a stone, and it's a lot of waste of time. Like, right? So if you see, there's there's some of these YouTube pages, and I've referenced them on Billy's channel before mm -hmm. that that show like how things were done and how stones were smoothed out and yeah, techniques yeah. that they could possibly have used. Yeah. 
it just takes too long and there'd be it it'd be the pyramids of giza wouldn't have been built in 20 years it would it would probably have taken six to seven hundred years to build this thing uh in accordance to what these theories are proposing because everything is so slow in terms of the cutting of the granite beams and the cutting of the limestone um not not that it's not that these stones are like cut so perfectly not at giza anyway but there's oh, yeah, other yeah. sites around the world um but like you were saying like they used mortar etc so um it turns out you mentioned that i wanted to reel back and and bring that up again is because it turns out that there were older civilizations in in giza that actually put mortar to try to keep the pyramids from falling apart yeah, yeah. i'm gonna play something real quick uh another clip from joe rogan um today but you have to realize there's two million three hundred thousand stones in the great pyramid of egypt and some of them are cut from a quarry that's hundreds of miles away and these are massive, massive stones that were cut with such precision. In some of the areas where you look at the stones, you can't even get a razor blade in between those rocks. And these are massive stones. It's all rough and fucked up on the outside, but it didn't used to be like that. It used to be flat and smooth to the point where it's probably polished and reflective. And the amount of calculations that are involved and the amount of precision that has to be involved, this design you can't have any errors when you get to the top. You, you have so many stones, a, a, a millimeter here, a millimeter there. You get to the top, you're all fucked up. The reason I play that, it's almost similar to the other, is Mike was saying before that when you put the stones on top of, you know, one stone, one stone, that it would be sturdy. It but the, the calculations have to be precise. somewhat precise. And the because if the one stone is off at the bottom... And you start going to the top again yeah. with the theory that we used. They well, we used, yeah. they used ramps. Yeah, a stone or two, or a, or a millimeter, or an inch or two off at the bottom, and you get to the top moving this ramp, or however they did it, mm -hmm. something is misplaced and something's off balance at the bottom. Everything topples unless they were using some form of cement, cement, cement set. Cementry, yeah, the, uh, concrete. I had cement. to look that up. It was uh, it was um, gypsum mortar. That's that's where I was. I was checking that real quick. It was gypsum, gyp, gypsum mortar. So not like heavy duty concrete, but their form of concrete at their time period. Yeah. So I th I think that that was of the pharaonic dynasties. I think that the pyramids were probably more precise. The stones were were more well fitted, and we're talking about. Good. Not to cut you off. And we mentioned this on the Seraphim of Sakaar. We also mentioned this on the um, Coral Castle episode. Go listen to them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. I didn't even say that for my own podcast. <laughs> but where Joey said this before on one of those two episodes. He says everyone looks up and at the pyramids. No one looks down. The work they did on the foundation and within the tunnels and the the bottom in deep these tunnels go deep to get into these pyramids dude they go like like hundreds of feet down you people not even equating and they do it because they found uh tunnels in the sphinx tunnel that no one's even yeah. equating how difficult it was to get to the bottom and in the in the actual pyramids in the sphinx how how elaborate those were as well not even not 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 looking from the bottom up but inside as well. That's where the complex, where I didn't want to take anything away from the Egyptians, where it was the outside, you know, the top or whatever. It's very simple. It's a simple uh, p 
piece of a simple piece of architecture but the inside is where the complexities are with all those um where you got those chambers all the different chambers and and then the pyramid not caving in on itself with those chambers right yes the mathematics to create chambers within a structure because if you just wanted to create a a structure (coughs) just to create it you're going to build the pyramids with just blocks and there's going to be no chambers in it whatsoever yeah but there's an elaborate form of chambers that almost doesn't make sense um we know that there were no pharaohs ever found inside any of the pyramids uh, in Giza. And to, to say that they were for, that they were tombs for the pharaohs is, is, is a reach. Because when you go into these, imagine a funeral procession, right? You're having, when you go into these tunnels, they're almost, they're almost so too difficult. They're almost too difficult to get in and... They're almost too difficult to get in and navigate. And not navigate, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say navigate. The, the chambers are so small, they're almost too difficult to fit anything through there to, to, so that this pharaoh can take him with, to the afterlife. And now we, we know that there are um, underground structures all over Giza that actually have mummies and pharaohs that have been found, but none of them have ever been found inside the, the pyramids. And not to I, mention oh. there are tunnels and areas that Egyptologists don't even want you to explore or talk about. Right, right. So they 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 give us little glimpses. They they recently found the new tunnel. It made big news, or a, a new chamber actually. They gave right. us they the gave news us one died very quick. Very quick. They they almost gave, they only gave us one picture of it. It's almost as if they're trying to hide the truth about the pyramids and why. I was like, Joe, what's the what's the conspiracy there? Why mm-hmm. why are they hiding the truth? Ooh. Now. Before you go, I so I was talking to Joey Valentino, who does the writing uh, music wise for my podcast, and he says that, and, and, and I I don't take things away from certain people, and I I rebuttaled his thing, but his claim was some things are sacred and holy to to them, but there's this controversy, hence this episode of how things were built, and I, and I said to him, I was like, yeah, they, they don't maybe not want to bother the the religious aspects of it. But it also didn't stop them all these years from discovering and, and talking about it and having shows. And, and you know what I mean? And yeah. he goes, well, the, the people that discovered these tombs and things like this weren't, weren't exactly Egyptian. They were archaeologists searching. Yes, but if the Egypt, the Egypt government came and said, stop digging and stop do this, don't do this, and don't, you, can't dig. you can't dig, they didn't stop them. Now, all of a sudden, we're finding different tunnels and different things, and they don't want to elaborate on what's down there, which could, which could be which could intensify the Egyptology and the history of Egyptians in general, but they don't want to talk about it. So as far as that, I would say, even even with the religious aspect, the majority of Egypt now is Muslim, Islam. They really, I, I really don't see them respecting that in any way. Not, not in a... Like, I think like that disrespectful, they're. But... I think that they're a proud nation of the pyramids, and to say that they that their ancestors didn't build the pyramids is disrespectful. Yeah. Um, which you got to tread lightly when you say these things because you don't want to. But but we're talking about theories here, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is and this is a theory, and it's it's something that I personally believe makes more sense than the conventional stuff that they're putting out there. Um, because there's too many holes in their story. It's like, or when you ask questions, it's like they'll they'll come back with, well, blah blah blah, blah. and it, it's like, 
for instance, um, what's the, we, we've mentioned him before. He's a famous Egyptologist. He actually is Egyptian. Um, look, look him up real quick. You'll look him up a little faster while I'm talking. Yeah. But um, he was supposed to debate Randall Carlson and he was supposed to debate, um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Randall and... Oh, Zai Awash. Zai Awash. He's the one who was... He's... Zahi. Oh, yes. Um, he's the one... He actually he, had the problem with the uh, the Netflix show. Right. He, yes. Of course he did. He did. And he's also the guy who has a video of him in the tunnel of the Sphinx and says that it actually doesn't exist. But when you ask him about the video that he was down there and he has a, a famous line and says, Indiana Jones wishes he could be down here. We're here. We're, it's final. We finally found it. Right? So... Mm -hmm. And then... We just get that one clip of him getting to the, the bottom, the, the, the very base of the tunnel. And when you asked him about it, oh, there was nothing down there. It was just a small little chamber. But they never show you the video of that small chamber. And they and it's sealed up today, completely sealed up. They don't want you to go down there. It's almost as if there's like an archive of knowledge down there or something like that, that they completely want to be erased from the history books for right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to go off subject here. Mm -hmm. Right. But what we've seen in the last two years, saying it without saying it, is a lot of people wanted to see why certain things were not allowed to be talked about. You guys get where I'm going without saying it? Because I don't feel like doing yes. a, I don't feel oh, yeah. like saying a whole intro at the beginning yeah, of the episode yeah. about it. However, when a certain individual took over a certain corporation via social media, everything that people wanted the answers for, they want, they want the answers, was let go via this new CEO of this mm -hmm. social media this outlet, company, right? Yeah. And people wanted answers. Why, why, why? And the same thing goes for the pyramids. It Growing up, now as a, a, a host of a podcast and a paranormal lover, there are certain things I wanted answers to. The Bermuda Triangle. Stonehenge. What happened to the dinosaurs, which we, we, we know now? Um, the pyramids. Um, the Sistine Chapel, which is crazy that he did that. I don't take, I don't, I'm not saying. Well, it wasn't just him. <coughs> right. Him I'm just saying. That was, these he were, came up with the, yeah. Right. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying these were the things that I, growing up, wanted to know. Yeah. The Great Wall of China. Yeah. I wanted to know how these things were done. Why they were done. Easter Island. It's like a thousand years ago, the Great Wall of China. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Now, now think about time. that. Like, There's probably, uh, you can probably look it up how many stones are in the Great Wall of China. But I'm oh, sure, what? I'm sure the pyramids probably rival it in some way. And it took, there were so many generations that, that were, that played a part in building that thing, but didn't even get to see it uh, in, what, with the completion of it. Yeah. And could that be what happened with the pyramids? No. I mean, Egyptologists are of the consensus that it was built in 20 years, right? And it's a fairly quick time to build such a massive structure. Right. It's, this thing is massive. And it, it, it reigned supreme as the tallest structure for 5,000 plus years, maybe more if it's an older structure, as, as I think. I think the Pharaonic dynasty didn't build that. Build, build them at all i think that there was a civilization before them that probably didn't even call themselves egyptians we know nothing about them because there's no evidence there's no hieroglyphs which by the way is a strange feature of the great pyramid of, pyramid of, 
Pyramid of Giza and the two successors next to it, um, there are no uh, hieroglyphs inside of them. And in some of the other pyramids in Giza, the hieroglyphs were written at a much later date. So it's almost like there's a dynasty that inherited it <coughs> and decided to uh, put their history inside of this pyramid. And now it confuses... It, not confuses, but it throws off modern archaeology in a sense where, well, what dynasty did what? What are we looking at here? Who created what? Like who created the glyphs and who created the pyramids? And now we know that the glyphs are completely. It's like the seraphim of Saqqar that we talked exactly. about. Exactly. The glyphs on the seraphim of Saqqar are not the same as, uh, or I should say, they weren't. Uh, they weren't constructed at the right. same time. It's it's primitive in comparison to the cut of the of the structure. Yeah. So what I was gonna say was when Joey got into that is why not the answers? Right? Why if they found these tunnels and stuff, which they did and in Zahi Awas, uh, if I'm pronouncing it, I'm sorry, but if he did find something in that video, if it's out there, let people know because you are Holding on to, even if it's minimal or no evidence or nothing at all, you're holding on to something that people want to know. There's people like us that are sitting here on a Monday night recording an episode of a paranormal podcast that want to know things. We like talking about this stuff. And what Joey was saying, when we did the episode of the Seraphim of Sakar, it's, it, it's the, that right there is mind-blowing because they made these elaborate granite structures like 70 to 100 tons each yes yeah granite's very heavy yeah, yeah. super heavy to polished to the t polished to the t they some say archaeologists like very high ranking archaeologists saying laser precision and they find on them great structure perfectly done polished they find this hieroglyphics on it that looked that it doesn't match the initial structure it's like why did you build this elaborate case for for bull because that's what it was for it was for bulls and then go and put hieroglyphs on it that clearly are uh chiseled Later with on. with a hammer and nail so you you built something that looks like it was pinpoint laser precision built how they got it in there which is almost as elaborate of a mystery as the pyramids of Giza, because they're saying these tunnels were only like five feet wide, and these 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 sarcophagi yeah. were eight feet tall, ten feet tall, six seven feet wide. They were big, so like e Egypt is just shrouded in mystery, and uh, and why certain things don't match up as far as the architectural feats. Like the pyramids of Giza, no hieroglyphs inside. The Seraphim of Saqqar, a structure that was made for bulls, pinpoint laser precision, but then found some really rough, I can say, almost like the handwriting was on it of a four-year-old. You know what I mean? It's just, okay. if these answers are out there, everything that is found, let us hear it. Doesn't matter if it's minimal. Doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a tunnel with a toilet in it for them to... I got a, I got a theory on why. If you have a stronghold on a certain type of technology that's currently running the world, right? For us, it's oil. Um, oil runs the world. It's a, it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. If it goes under, the world goes under. 
the whole economy collapses. Like if tomorrow you said that we can make the world sustainable with a with an alternate energy, it would still collapse the economy. There's still the problem of what's going to happen with the finances of the world. So if somebody came up with a revolutionary idea to alter the course of how we use energy, mm -hmm. that's going to cause mm -hmm. upheaval, right? So I think what they're actually hiding is a, a long-lost technology that the world was probably once running on and utilizing um, and keeping this information from people is is vital to their success. And if you, Mike, if you were a billionaire, would you want some kind of hydrogen technology getting out that could power the world? If, if your money is tied up no, in oil. my money's tied up in oil. You're, and, you're, no. The generations of your family going forward in the future are, no. are fucked. You no. know, like you lost everything. No. You know, tomorrow your stock is going to is going to hit gonna is going to bottom out. If they get fusion power, of course, it's going to be it. And there's going to be this slow transition into that. And when these billionaires can actually transition their money to these alternate technologies, and that's what they're they'll, doing, they'll pour their money into that. Once they're set and done, right? They'll own all those fusion plants or whatever, and they'll get into. Now it's a very real possibility that the pyramids had a function. And we know that there are anomalies um, with the pyramids, um, these thermal anomalies, like they've, they've done studies on them and they give off and radiate this energy and they don't know why or how. Um, and you go to other pyramids throughout the world in China and which, which by the way, by the way, this episode kind of took a turn because we were originally going to do an episode on, you know, the underwater pyramids in Japan. And not just that, but like the the pyramids, Antarctica and yeah. Antarctica, the the hundreds of pyramids that are in China that are unexcavated. They won't even let people go there. Like who built them? We know there was a vast network of pyramids all over the world. There's there's probably hundreds of thousands of them um, that aren't being disclosed to the world and now you can and the reason why we know this is because you can go to google earth and you can see all these pyramids in plain sight in in china they're they're littered everywhere but the chinese government covers them in dirt and trees but you could still make out the shapes right these are four-sided structures etc um so there's a vast um conspiracy to keep this a secret and for good reason and i think it's because the wavelength of technology that they were on then, uh, they don't want it to be propagated ever again because people have a, it, it's, it involves money. That's just plain and simple. Um, and I'm of the belief that the civilization that created the pyramids, that created a lot of the structures that are mysterious uh, on earth, it, it's probably a vast technological nation that once thrived 50 to maybe even a hundred thousand years ago and like i said there's plenty of evidence. once you start once you start getting on google and you start doing the research of like anomalies and things that are found that shouldn't exist it gets you go down this rabbit mm -hmm. hole it gets really like interesting and there's stuff that is not debunkable screws and things like being found in like petrified wood or or, or in stone and it's like okay um this was in a place on earth that hadn't been touched in like a hundred thousand years. Like, well, what the fuck is a screw doing down there? You know, how, who created that thing? Like, so, and I, I'm not thinking, I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm saying mm -hmm. it's us. I'm saying that we have been wiped out over 
and over and over, and we've started from scratch. Uh, and we are a species with amnesia. And how, how would we ever trace back to know if that's actually true? I think we can, but I think it's just being suppressed and for good reason, because one, the religious aspect of, of the world, we have multiple different religions and it's going to get, it's going to be hard for people to, to swallow this as factual. And people are on their paths of spending money with their religion, spending money with their energy sources. And so new information is always hard to digest. Mm -hmm. And especially for me, like, since the inception of the idea of how the pyramids were built was before the industrial revolution how can we really look at it with a, with a true sense of of skepticism if we're taking the word of men that were looking at it from the 1700s before they even knew what technology was now that we're able to and the reason why this is such a big topic now is because we're able to um criticize and and really look at these ancient civilizations and say oh sh wait a minute there's there's more to it here than what they said 200 years ago especially with the drill marks for me that's like plain and simple in plain sight there was usage of electricity of some kind there had to be or some type of power because these high precision drills were being used and there's a lot of evidence of it um so yeah i, I think that that's 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 my consensus now there's a there's an even cooler theory there's a place on mars and we they talk about aliens i think that we're the aliens i don't think that we are the native um species to this or or, or the native uh what should i call it uh... native hominid species to this planet now mars and earth were once sister planets to one another and they, they looked identical at a certain point in time uh, millions of years ago oceans landmass and there's a theory called panspermia that if a comet crashes into one planet it sends projectiles of its rocks throughout the universe and to near nearby planets and mars and earth are so close that and we know for a fact because we've found rocks and asteroids from mars on earth, oh, on earth yeah. so we've been sharing germs with one another for millions of years now it is a very plausible especially if they were both identical planets at one time before Mars's cataclysm, that life was evolving in somewhat the same way. Now, imagine a sister world where life is evolving the same way on both planets, but one planet got a jump start. Now, there's a humanoid species on that one planet that's far more advanced than on, on its neighboring side. Um, so there's a cool place on in uh go ahead billy so now what you just kind of because i've this is my first time kind of hearing something like this it's 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 an old it's an old one but it's been a while yeah, for a while. i, I actually never talking about it because you know my my forte is not this and that's why joey is uh a repeat guest on my podcast damn near he is a co-host now but his forte is what he's talking about yeah. now. My forte is, you know, the the paranormal, ghost, UFO, uh, UFO things like that. But what it sounds like you're saying now is validifying the Anunnaki, because if there was a uh, a point where this was this is true, where Mars was the sister planet to Earth, who's to say they didn't come from Mars? Right. 
you know? And so, so was Venus. So you get with that, you know, Venus, at one point, Venus was um, covered in oceans. Habitable. And had a, what they call a runaway uh, greenhouse effect. And I always preferred that idea with Venus because Venus is about the same size and same mass as Earth. So the gravity is about the same. About the same. And Mars, it's like... The gravity is definitely third, different. Less than one third. So wait, the, the beings, the beings would have been taller. They would evolve taller. They would be much taller. Mm-hmm. They'd be much taller than we are. So with, with all that being said, um, Mars had a cataclysm. And it's like, all right, cool. You're proposing that there was a civil, an advanced civilization on Mars that came to Earth and whatever. So let's let's start at Mars first. There is a site on Mars that NASA doesn't really like to talk about, and for good reason, um, because they call it, they say that there's cosmic anomalies there, like, you know, uh, coincidences. Um, Cydonia Mars is famous for the face. Um, there was a, um, a satellite mission that they had sent to Mars in the 70s. I forgot the name of the mission. It's a surveyor to take pictures of the planet. And... It's famous for taking pictures of Cydonia Mars and taking pictures of the face on Mars. It made news everywhere. This people wanted to know what this face was. X Files used it. Yeah. So and now me and Billy have talked about um, there's a, a condition where people find faces in everyday things. Pareidolia. Uh, uh, yeah, facial mm-hmm. pareidolia. Mm-hmm. And it, yes, so to a degree, if we're looking at a mountain, well, that kind of looks like a face. But this one doesn't kind of look like a face. This one looks like a face. It has all the features of a face in these in these old pictures from this um, satellite. Now, juxtaposed over to the left of this face are pyramidal structures. Now, NASA will say they're mountains, but it's clear that these are geometrical structures you can google the pictures yourself for your listeners pull up pictures of cydonia mars look at the mountains those aren't mountains these are these are four started four-sided structures some of them eight-sided structures and now what's really cool is if if there's three there's three main quote-unquote mountains for me pyramids if you take them and you overlay them with Giza, if you take two clear sheets of pictures of both of them, and people have done it before, and overlay them, and this is the cosmic coincidence, you overlay them on top of one another, they line up perfectly. So it's like Giza is a mirror of this Martian, these Martian mountains, which they're obviously possibly artificial structures. Now, did... uh. Did this civilization just come here and take off and leave? I don't think so. I think that we destroyed ourselves at one time on Mars. And the evidence to to point to that is um, there is a a xenon. So there's nuclear fusion and nuclear fission. Mm -hmm. And when an atomic bomb blows up, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, you you might know. uh, I believe it's nuclear. When an atomic bomb goes off, it's nuclear fusion. Uh, Yeah. the hydrogen bombs of fusion, the ones like on Japan, uh, fission. Fission? Yeah. Okay. So, and now when an atomic bomb goes off, it leaves traces of xenon, and this is specifically mm-hmm. uh, one type of xenon. And I forgot the number. Um, you could Google it real quick for your listeners. I know Billy's going to look <laughs> it up. Okay. I, it's like one, one xenon 149, possibly. 
and we have traces of it on earth and this is how we know so it it's only it's an it's a man-made occurrence like it is it is definitively the only way this form of xenon can come up that we know of xenon 135 yes okay so we know definitively xenon 135 is created by a man-made explosion and the earth after our first nuclear tests is now in in those specific areas where we tested them is littered with this trace of xenon funny thing about mars is mars has this trace of xenon everywhere like if there was some kind of nuclear ancient nuclear war that took place and you think about if if this civilization was millions of years old right what would what would the face of a planet look like that was destroyed by nuclear war millions of years ago it would be unrecognizable everything would be rubble and there'd be no way to discern and there'd be very little evidence to discern to discern that a civilization once existed there at all except when you really start looking at the anomalies the structures the the four sides the the, ge the geometry in certain areas and Cydonia mars is one of those places where nasa won't take pictures of again they purposely um doctor photos so they did something really cool with the face of mars and they try to like trick people and they uh they photoshopped it and how do we know this because now we can take original copies of photos and put them into adobe and adobe lets us know if this photo has been tampered with or not and like get to to get back close to the original photo why would they photoshop the face on mars why would they purposely lie and doctor and alter this photo and and these are things that they're not answering <laughs> so for me i think that human beings have been around for probably millions of years we no one wants to really acknowledge that we just want that our history is like five thousand years old i mean for for catholics it's like what four thousand years old i don't even know <laughs> yeah. yeah you know jesus back existed uh, two thousand years ago time of the what was it? i guess the first uh, jews right yeah so it's a hard pill for people to swallow i get it it seems seems like it's fantasy but everything is there everything the, the knowledge is at your fingertips for you to mm -hmm. just go into the computer do a little research and just start putting the pieces together like and start realizing that things are more complex than we once thought and it's it's fun to really dive into this stuff and say art to discern fiction from reality see i wish there was a way to have joey valentino here because his his theory is not far off or him his wife and his mm -hmm. theory is not far off from what we're talking about however his theory was these people came to egypt and ransacked it you know conquerors and so on and, and there's not a lot of historical findings of that happening really in egypt until later on in the late 1800s early 1900s right no. with people no. No? no the greeks the greeks had taken over the ptolemies had taken over the Rome. the ptolemies had taken i mean even before that the kush kush tried to take over which was in the lower sudan um you have the uh the persians but my question to egypt. you and this is why you are the angry history geek <laughs> is yeah, Joey's showing the pyramid. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. This is Mars. Yeah, that's Giza. definitely this Mars on the right. Yeah. And Giza, Mar I mean, uh, uh, Mars. Mars. Uh, yeah. Giza. Yeah. It's kind of wild, man. 
my question to you, Mike, is if these if uh, these people came to Egypt and essentially tried to take over and ransacked the place and took some of their architectural tools and blueprints, mm-hmm. would we have found them? Look at the the one of the closest things you can look at it. You get into antiquity. And you see eventually um, right at the beginning of the empire, um, right when Rome was still a republic, at that point, Egypt was sort of like a client state. You know, they had at that, at, you know, Cleopatra was a, uh, a Ptolemy. Cleopatra was a Ptolemy. So at that point, they were getting to a client state. And even prior to that, they were becoming a client state. So eventually the Romans... Take over. They take over Egypt. They incorporate it into the uh, what'll become the empire. So once they incorporate it, they're there. It's a, it. It becomes like Greece. A, and before them, the Greeks and the Greeks. Yeah, they the took Ptolemies over, right? took had taken over, and they love the Greeks. Loved the Egyptians. They loved them a lot. That's that's why one of the reasons why you get the Ptolemies um, being. Uh, incestuous over there is because the Egyptians married brother and sister. So the, uh, the Ptolemaic, uh, uh, dynasty was marrying brother and sister. Uh, Cleopatra married two of her brothers. I don't think she had any, she didn't have any kids with them. She had one of them killed or, um, not that she had him killed, but she sided with the, uh, Romans against them. Anyway, so the Greeks had gone in there they loved them. Uh, the Romans gone in there, and after they incorporated it, it becomes a you know it became a uh, um, what do you call that? A very important part for their empire, uh, mainly because of the grain. So the Romans knew you know they would send tourists there, they would send people there. The Greeks did. Uh, Herodotus famously went over to uh, Giza. Uh, Herodotus, when was it? About five hundred BC, mm-hmm. BCE. Uh, Herodotus goes over to uh, Egypt and sees the pyramids, and they're still in the same sort of way that they were originally built, with still with the limestone and all that. And he probably saw that covered they, in sand at that point as well. Uh, yeah, to a they weren't fully, uh, fully, fully, fully shown, but because enough. As at that point, the head of Giza was just that we didn't even. No one even knew that it had a that torso. It had that, yeah, sphinx. Sphinx. The uh, oh, that was buried. Yeah. Um, so the Romans were there. They didn't find anything too interesting, I guess, with their architecture. Maybe with obelisks. And the Romans built a few obelisks. I, I think it's, which it's they thought was nice, but not not just to not to cut you off. Yeah. But like so, a, a good majority of ancient Rome's architecture comes from a vast wealth of knowledge from ancient Egypt. It, it mm-hmm. may not have been the Pharaonic dynasty. But it does come from Egypt, and it is it's it's important to note that the obelisks in in ancient Egypt, nothing, no obelisk on Earth rivals them, right? Some of these are a hundred tons, two hundred tons. They're hoist, hoisted, and they're just one solid piece of stone. Whereas in in Rome, there were multiple layers of stone, and there was a specific way that they stacked yeah. them on top of one another. Yeah. I I do think. Uh... When you when you see them, the Romans were were great engineers. They were great architects. 
the Colosseum may not have been as tall as um, the Pyramid of Giza, and it's it's definitely not. Complexity-wise, it is a much more complex building. It is, it is just a. It was a marvel at its time. The funny thing with the obelisks, the Romans did try to bring one of them. I forgot which one. It was buried for a long time. They had excavated it in was it the eighteen hundreds, twentieth century, nineteenth century. The Romans had actually not toppled it, but had taken it down, and were going to transport it to, uh, I, I believe, to Italy. They never did it. Not, you know, who knows why they, you know, with all their civil wars and all their issues, all their problems. Um, but as far as that, they, they saw Egypt as a conquerable place. They, they knew that their heyday was long gone. They marveled at their buildings, but they were just, uh, to them, they were just another, it was just another place to ransack, walk all over. And so to get, before we take a, our next pause... To get to the, the the question is with all this with the Romans coming there mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, if they did take stuff that they used to build their empire, the Egyptian empire mm-hmm. and the pyramids and the Sphinx, mm-hmm. at some point in all these years up until now, would we have found in Italy, mm-hmm. in Greece, in the other parts of Europe, mm-hmm. would we have found any of the Egyptian technology that they used to build the pyramids? Probably with the hoists, you got you you've got hoists, you've got the, the ideas with the pulley systems with ropes and stuff. And the only reason I ask this is I'm just trying to put pers- I I'm not knocking Joe, yeah, his his theory, but I said to him I was like you would have found and he goes well no they might have destroyed it even with destroying something you there's there's pieces of the, it sure. would show I think, I think a cataclysm I think a cataclysm came. And wiped us out, and a, a good majority of technology was lost, including tools. And imagine a wave, right? And there is not every species, or not species, every uh, ancient civilization has a story about a great flood. Mm-hmm. And we do know that at one point in time, Egypt was flooded, and there was a good, uh, vast majority of Africa that was flooded. Um, there was, we're, we're talking about some kind of impact is the younger dryas impact theory like right before the ice age or at the very turn of the ice age um, there was some sort of impact which created a sea level rise that was five times as fast as anything that we're experiencing right now quote unquote um so you're talking about these waves just rushing in and wiping fucking everything out all over the place and if that were to imagine Okay, so for instance, imagine today we're me, you, Mike, we're in New York City. It gets hit by a com or somewhere in the ocean gets hit by a comet. A uh, hundred foot wave, two hundred foot wave comes and wipes New York City out completely. Done. It's done, right? And in five thousand years, in ten thousand years, what are we going to find of New York City? You'll definitely I'll, I'll find. T- you'll you'll stuff. You'll find stuff, but under under ten thousand years of fucking dirt. You'll find nothing essentially when you first go there. You would really have to dig and be an archaeologist to find it. The thing is, and you what will I, what find I'm stuff. Is, you will find stuff. Right. And what I'm getting at is, so imagine we survive now that cataclysm in modern day New York or modern modern world times, aka the movie Waterworld. When we tell when we tell our children who have never seen a plane, 
who have never seen a gigantic ship on the sea, who have never seen a rocket ship. And we tell them stories about that we've been to the moon and this and that, right? It becomes, it becomes mythology. It doesn't become fact after five or six well, generations. It becomes folklore. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, well, we once we did this and we once did that. Like, and then after a while, it's like, hey, look, grandpa's, you know, taking a little bit too much of the peace pipe there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think lay off some of they turn it into, it becomes a joke, you know, it becomes this running joke that we ever once were a technologically advanced civilization. And I think that that's exactly what we're looking at when we're talking about ancient Egypt and talking about these ancient civilizations. I'm going to make uh, Mike wants to say a point real quick, but I'm just going to take one more momentary pause. And we're back from the pause. Mike, go ahead before you lose your train of thought. You were about to say something before we took that pause. Uh, just to piggyback on what Joey was saying. So when you look at, um, you look at the Roman Empire and you see the fall of the uh, Western Empire, you you start to see basically you know like we have today where you have failed states you ha you'll have failed states like what 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 had been going on in Syria um <laughs> many african nations where you have you have this form of government you have your form of government you've got roads you've got medicine you've got sanitation you've got plumbing you've got you know, maybe not on a nowhere near on a large scale as we have today, but you have you, you even have the Your basic uh, structures of modern society. Yeah, of a yes, a modern working society, where also where they also thought the idea that um, if Rome didn't have those issues, they didn't fall apart, they didn't fragment. You know, it was just a matter of time before they had their own industrial revolution. If they, in fact. That all comes from if they had gotten rid of slaves faster, or not, they never got rid of slaves, but if they had gotten rid of slavery, they would have come into the Industrial Revolution. It wouldn't have been 1800s Britain. For them, it would have been, you know, who knows, the year 600, 700 AD. Right. So you, you see that period in time where Western Europe becomes extremely fragmented. They lose, you know, the Catholic Church consolidates... Uh, a lot of Latin. They 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 use Latin. They they kept a lot of the um, what do I want to say is like a, a lot of the Greek and Roman literature and and ideas and stuff to themselves. Of course, they did. Yeah, just like uh, Leonardo da Vinci's books and everything, you know, all the schematics yeah. and things that he created. Ideas. So they, they kept a lot of that, and they didn't. You know, it wasn't people back then at that point there was you weren't really schooling you had you know your serfs your 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 almost the serfs themselves were almost like one one step above uh, slavery they if you were to have a time machine and you went back to rome at its height you would see the big difference in society technology than if you were to go to the middle Middle Age Europe, you know, you're talking after five, five, six hundred A.D. Mm -hmm. and seeing what was going on there, how everything just devolved, everything just devolved, and you know, wep weaponry didn't devolve, wep weaponry uh, <laughs> advanced, but um, the way they built 
figuring out ways co- to conquer it's just, is always going to be. Yeah, yeah. They, but they I mean, like, like I said, that. we don't we don't even know. So if the civilization was, let's say, just let's just go back. It's such a a, a long wealth of time. Now we talked about how the Sphinx um, is possibly much older than the pyramids. Not even mm-hmm. possibly. Like they they kind of know now for yeah. sure. Like this this fifteen thousand. 15,000 years ago. It's such a long time. Now, um, man, I lost my train of thought there, but uh, imagine if you will, like, oh, actually, that's what I was going to say. So, uh, in, in uh, the, we were talking about the Romans. Yeah. Um, the Romans uh, conquered all over, and their architecture is littered all over Europe. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in Lebanon, uh, there's there's a site in Baalbek, um, and even when the Romans got to Lebanon, they saw these these massive stones and this platform. Uh, we don't know what this platform was for, what it was utilized for, what civilization put it there, but they built on top of it. Yeah. So yeah. for a long time, until most recently, um, we thought that the Romans constructed it. And now there are stones there that weigh 1,650 tons. Now for reference, one ton is 2,000 pounds. We talked oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. This stone weighs 3 million pounds. We know for certain the Roman Empire didn't build it. And there are multiples of these stones. And they're all next to one another. Cut and quarried. Mm-hmm. And and fit precisely. And then the Romans just built on top of it. So what we see that the Romans did there is exactly what we see in Egypt. A much more inferior civilization building on top of a much more complex civilization. Uh, over a course of thousands of years and even the uh egyptians did a, a, a lot of the same things so when you'll do when you do so um one of the things uh you guys said before the um oh god with the pyramids the um oh god, uh, the precision the precision the precision built and all that so that, that's where it becomes that's where it becomes like a an architectural marvel a yes. wonder of the world it, because it it's precise and so precise yeah. that for the time how could they be that precise so, so yeah, pri- I think Mike's going to allude to that they weren't really that precise yeah well in in what way I mean as as far as like one of the uh, there's yeah. another fact the pyramids are the pyramids are in the center landmass of the entire world that's not coincidence to me. That see, that's see. There's some things that I how, can. I how did, would you know? How would you know the center landmass of the entire world if you're not surveying the world from the sky? Uh, I mean, I, I could, I could put myself center here. You know, no, but the, 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 what he, what Joey's well, saying is, there the pyramids are literally like some center. In the alignment of Earth, yeah, right. So, well, yeah, when, when they calculate saying. the center landmass of, I don't, I don't know the the so math yeah. to it of it precisely, but when they calculate the center landmass of the world, it has to do with ley lines, and um, if you give it a quick Google, it, it'll tell you. But and not just it's it's in the center landmass of the entire world. It's like a, a fraction of a degree off from true north which we know the poles have shifted over the course of thousands of years. So at one point in time, the pyramids were probably exactly precise with true north and okay. south. So I have a uh, quick little Google fingers, little frog hands. 
magical <laughs> hands. It says here, <clears throat> it's per Google, are the pyramids built on the century of the world? Landmass. The Great Pyramids is located at the center landmass of Earth, east-west parallel that crosses the most land and the north-slash-south meridian that crosses the most land intersect in two places on the Earth, one in the ocean and the other at the Great Pyramid. So that's what Google's saying. Now, Mm -hmm. I also have heard that if you create a line from the pyramids of Giza to the pyramids in South America, that it actually forms a very straight line. Like the pyramids in South America were actually... Now, I could be wrong on this. That's no, quite, it's on a ley line. They're on a specific line. They're on a specific line. They're like in sync with one another. They'd have to go down. Because South America is on a lower... I, I know what you're talking about because I saw that. Yeah. I saw the video on that. But like you can kind of... Hold on. I feel like you can kind of fabricate that to, to your liking. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is why I said I saw it's not... You don't quote me on it. Even, Egypt is further <laughs> away from the equator. Well, Joey gets his spirit fingers on real quick. <laughs> Now, we're talking about like advanced civilizations and things like that. This is a one story that has popped up throughout history. And I even believe that certain archaeologists and scientists can kind of say that this, this, this place existed. Atlantis. No. 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 It was a Greek myth. The yeah. closest approximation okay. is a Greek myth. As Atlantis. far as we know. Uh, uh, the closest approximation. Oh. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we're going, we'll go down another rabbit hole right now. <laughs> there, there is concentric circles in uh, in the Sahara Desert. Um, uh, it was on. There's a page that I follow. I've been following him for years. This guy, Bright Insight. Let me just uh, pull him up real quick. Bright. YouTube, um, so I don't get it wrong when I, uh, here we go. Joey's got those spirit I, fingers I got the spirit going. fingers Sorry going. for the little keep, pause. Keep it going. Wait, Sorry but, for the pause. No, it's not, let's talk. The, uh, the other part, the, the part I wanted to uh, elaborate on is prior to, prior to Giza, they had been building pyramids and attempting to build pyramids. Uh, many of them that they have over there still standing are not. <coughs> well kept up a lot of them have fallen apart some of them were built wrong where were what you call like started construction i saw, I saw this stopped. on your tiktok and the pyramids that and joey's actually mentioned these same pyramids mm-hmm. rashad structure sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh, okay. that's what it's called it's called the rashad structure and there's a theory proposed and when you look at this thing it kind of it like from from plato's from his account of of what Atlantis was, and he Plato never to preface Plato never visited Atlantis. This is a story that was passed down to him by his great grandfather, and we know that his great grandfather was a, around during the time of possibly the fall of Atlantis, quote unquote. Um, but he has a, a an account of what Atlantis looked like, and if you read his account, it coincides with this Rashad structure in the Sahara Desert. They call it, they, it's so large that the astronauts in space use it as a reference point to know where they are, like, mm-hmm. in, in, in relation to the Earth. To where so, they, okay. so Atlantis may or may not be a factual land. But I, yeah, I've always been 
under skeptic. the idea that um, with with Plato's stories and the many Greek stories was that it was more or less a philosophical standpoint on a utopian society and the um, issues with that society. See, the funny thing about Atlantis is that there's so many of these, these folklorish tales of Atlantis, El Dorado, these, these places that, yeah. you know, state of art. Troy. Troy was folklore and they found it. You know, for for how long? Thousands of years. Troy didn't didn't exist. It was it was mythology, and that goes back to my point of like, boom, impact, cataclysm. Mm. But Troy was destroyed by other Greek nations. We know the story. Now the back to the pyramids that Mike was talking about, the ones that were constructed, but they weren't as elaborate or even nowhere near the pyramids of Giza. Most of them weren't even built right. Um, so when you take it, when when you look at it that way, you see. What do you call that? Trial and error. Almost. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to put this up. All right, that didn't work. All right, so now we know next time we do it this way. And they do next time, and they go next time, and it didn't really work out that well either. And they're like, all right, so there was that problem that we had prior. We know how to fix that. But then we came up with this problem. So now we're going to fix that problem. But they weren't so the so size of, of 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 what Giza, the, the pyramids of Giza yeah. were. They were very small. Yeah, a lot of them were small. Yeah, like the size, I would say, and they, give or take, don't quote me, the size of my mother's house combined with the two other two other three other houses over they weren't oh, as big and elaborate they weren't elaborate as no. the at pyramids giza it's like putting into sports terms like you go bowling one day one week you go bowling and you bowl like a hundred right? okay yeah and then you go back just a week or two later and all of a sudden you bowl a 280 300 perfect score mm-hmm. it is fucking astronomical for that to have happened for the for the the the, the, the egyptians to build these you know Think of the British estates with the the noble families, the the castles and stuff. Everybody always had to do bigger and better, bigger and better, bigger and better. That's that's the way I see it is, you know, you get somebody who's like, you know what? I don't want a tiny one. I want a huge one. And I want, get me the best architect and get me the biggest thing you can come up with. Yeah. So what we're going to get into now to almost to, to end off is... I'd like to a question I off I, I asked off air. So I'll start with Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey, do you have any disagreements or did have you have you learned something today, Joey? Best way I could put it. Um, yeah, I mean Mike Mike came with some uh, some factual stuff about other ancient civilizations. Um, do I do I think it was pulley systems and and things of that you know? mechanical advantage and leverage that built the pyramids no i think that the stones were too heavy i think that there's too many of them i think that they came from too too far distances there were no roads there were no um there was no structure at the time to suggest or, or infrastructure at the time to suggest that we could cut quarry stones and put them on flatbed trucks and just drive them over to the site. And it's not, we're not talking about modern day architecture, you know, like, which, which modern architect, like modern machines today have trouble doing. Not true. Well, uh, in, in terms in of Bilbeck, what way to do what lift, lift, lift the, lift the tunnel. Oh, lifting. I mean, they're going to have trouble, the, but they're the, gonna, the, it's going to be much easier than a bunch of people. It 100% it would be much easier, but the mechanical advantage that we still have today is not enough to lift some of the stones that we find that were cut and quarried 
they're like like Bilbeck, for instance. It's an enigma. Right. Three point three million pounds one stone. Not not How to did they... not to mention too that today we have cranes, we have excavators, we have uh, bobcats that you know for smaller stuff, and we have OSHA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know now we're talking about forty five hundred years ago of of. Well, you have no safety. You have no. Uh, I mean, they had they had a sort of uh, what do you call it? No OSHA, but they had a sort of like you know they didn't want they didn't want these people dying in mass, you know, because right. then they die in mass, and then I got no workers. But they're definitely not going to be. You, you're not going to have the red tape of the uh, city building inspector coming in and saying, uh, you know, hey. Uh, they shouldn't be putting that stone over there and that guy should be wearing a harness and this guy should have a net. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you don't have any of that going on. So I'll revert back to, to you, Mike. Um, you know, coming in here today, you had your opinions. Uh, and I, I will give everybody your TikTok outlet because you don't know yet. <laughs> You're going to have to. Have you, did you, do you come, uh, come out of this episode with any different takes or different perspectives or, or you know, different opi- different opinions or slight changes in your theory. Because at the end of the day, we can all three of us agree that this is all, you know, we gave our opinions. Yes. And it's all still to this day theorized and, it's, and, yeah. and, and, and big, big educated guests. It's until big... something comes upon, like Indiana Jones finds, you know. And even then, I don't think they they'll they'll ever... Divulge. Get those. Uh, I don't. If they did find something like that, I, I think they would. Because there's no reason, at least to me, besides maybe monetary or something, to hide something like that. But I don't think there would be anything there to really tell them. And I don't think we're ever going to know. I, I think yeah, we're no. we're gonna die, and we're all gonna just like we're gonna know, die. Who not knows? So see, Joey and what I really have Joey and I before we come to a, a yeah. close. Joey and I also believe that if and we we touched on this, yeah. If they did find something that says this is how they did it, one hundred percent, this is how they did it. They're never gonna tell us. And as as an as a history aficionado that focuses around Rome and Greece and. And and, uh, and you know you know your stuff with the Ottoman Empire and yeah. going over there, the Vatican hides countless countless facts. There's things so, in the box. So why wouldn't the Egyptian government? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they found like this guy Wasim, um, what Zahi Was, if he's kind of like you know. Hiding certain things, and you can't even talk to these Egyptian Egyptologists. Like you go no, into, they don't want to debate either. That's the thing. Like Graham Hancock has has proposed mm-hmm. to sit down and mm-hmm. debate with him countless times because there's other sites in the world besides the Sphinx mm-hmm. that they have recently discovered that have been buried, and they're uh, I forget where they are now and what's the site. It's the, it's the newest archaeological site, but this thing okay. may go back twenty thousand years. They don't want to debate, which you know, in a and and I know you're into politics. I'd stay away from it as much as I can, unless it focuses on yeah, something I'm talking something, about. Yeah. But when you when you talk to people, especially in politics, right, mm-hmm. that don't want to debate, yeah, right, like this councilwoman's in our district that didn't want to debate John Cummings. And, you know, I, oh yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember that. Yeah, that when you don't want to debate, you're kind of, in my eyes, just 
you don't you're you're set in your ways. You why don't you want to you know? So if they it's, did find yeah. something, so it's it's to me it's all in the eye of the beholder. There, Go back the what happened? No, the, the site that uh, the, oh. the newest site that's kind of like throwing everybody off and driving Egyptologists crazy has nothing really to do with Egypt because it's not in Egypt, but um, it's called Gobekli Tempe, and it's reasonable oh, um, to believe. Where is it is in Turkey. Uh, Turkey, yes. Yeah. Okay. So Gobekli Tepe is is a megalithic site with stones that weigh ton like tonnage, yes. with two two to anywhere from two to twenty tons, and that's prehistory, fifteen thousand years ago. We're talking about a time period where there were no civilizations, where hunter gatherers with no, sticks, no and, writing, according no, to yeah. the mainstream science. How could hunter-gatherers build a site like that? There has to be some kind of structure, mathematics, you know, uh, school, language, mm -hmm. right? Like engineering. Engineering. Yeah. Uh, and a, a, a skill set and intelligence level that supersedes its time period. Exactly. Yeah. So, guys, this has been super fun. This is something that's been in the works for literal months now since Joey has started coming on to my podcast. And it's funny because this all started, really, this this type of talk started in season one with Mysterious Constructions, an episode where I was a rookie to podcasting, barely had any, you know, any, I, it was just a big construction of itself. And we talked about, Mike and I talked about this in the cafe that we go to. Um, Anna's Cafe. Anna's Cafe, Anna's Casa del Cafe, Mars Park, yep. Bronx, New York. I'll give a shout out to Anna. I haven't been there in a while. I feel bad. Yeah, me, me I, either. I, 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 I still love you. I Mars Park with the kids walking I by still love day. you, Anna. I just haven't had the time with my new job uh, to get over there and, and enjoy your, your, your espresso as much. But... Uh, this has been a long time in the in the in the making to get you guys in here to, you know, have a conversation and give your your different opinions. And the good thing about stuff like this is that when you have two people with you know two different aspects and theories and thought process, and you get them to talk, it's it's the best thing. And I feel like in the world today, this should be done on on a, which on a which you need, I think, uh, which makes it work is people with level heads, mm -hmm. where you're not having. Two people screaming at each other, yes. cursing each other out like assholes. Yes, this is for, this is you know just just you, you sit there, you listen. You sit there, you listen. When it's your turn, you talk. And, when and it's I, you know, I think with with people of a caliber like a Graham Hancock and Zaki Hawash, and the reason why they don't want to go at it is because there's special interests involved, and and not that Graham Hancock doesn't want to go at it with Zahi, but Zahi doesn't want to go at it with Graham. And the reason they can't sit and be level-headed and he starts screaming every time they're in the room together is because there's interest involved that he's protecting. Mm -hmm. And it's it's super clear. And, and that's the only reason why you're going to be irate about something. Because if you can prove something definitively and you know it by fact, why get mad? Like when someone says the world is flat, no one gets mad at that person. You just kind of laugh at that person, kind of like, you know, like feel bad okay. for them, you know, like okay, Paul, it's, it's <laughs> right. fine. What's what's your evidence? I, I got plenty to show you that you're that you're wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, if if you don't want to sit down and debate because you don't want to throw your facts out there, it just it raises a red flag because now it gives it gives the guy who's proposing a different theory credibility and the fact that you don't want to debate now it even makes it more credible sit down throw your facts at him debunk him and make him look bad in front of the entire world which you can't do because he has some interesting things to say and you don't have an answer for him you know and like i said if 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 the world can come to the table like we just did today mm -hmm. And, and talk and debate and have civil conversations 
it'd be a much better place. But again, Joey brings a good point that some people out there are kind of hiding stuff and getting bills and money under the table to kind of keep quiet. And it, it's some I sort also of... think sometimes some people may have done it in an earlier life, debating with earlier earlier age, debating, 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 and then they're like, you know what, I'm I'm done with it because you get people like that too. Who are just like you know I'm I, I've done this I did this ten years ago I did this five years ago I, I've done it with this guy that guy that guy why do I have to do it with you now or you well, that's now the thing. but he, yeah he's never done it in, in, you know to speak mm-hmm. uh, to speak about Zahi Wash Bundy he's never sat down as an Egyptologist with anybody who proposes the idea of a, a much more ancient civilization other than the Pharaonic dynasty mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to hear that conversation at all because you're talking about hundreds of years of work of theories put together by many many people many many archaeologists there's textbooks involved there's hundreds of millions of dollars involved in those textbooks being sold to schools and and now all of a sudden the narrative has changed and many people who put their life's work out there that that life's work is no longer valid it's actually invalidated by new discovery but if we can't sit down and and rediscover new things Right together collectively, there there is no progress. So for the people and for anybody who's listening to this, for the people that are are actively blocking the truth about history, they're doing humanity a disservice because we're never going to learn from our mistakes. Right? If yeah. if there is a civilization that existed fifty thousand years ago that failed, we should know about it so that we don't become that next one. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that because hey, you know what you got to do with this is it's got to get out to the masses. It's got to, you know, people need to have that interest in history and all this because you get, you get kids now. My wife's a teacher. They they have very, very little interest in history. Yeah. Many kids just, they just don't care about the subject. And that could be a, a roadblock in. Down society. Yeah. They just, you know, okay, they don't care. All right, they don't care. And then we just constantly repeat all the bad, horrible things that we've been doing for thousands of years because everybody just, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And where I'll leave off with this episode before I formally thank you guys is that we had Joey and we had Mike, the angry history geek. Basically, I wouldn't even call it a debate because it was very just very cordial, friendly conversation just with theories and so on and so forth. It was a really good episode with a lot of information. And you could basically go whichever way you want to go if you guys are listening. This is Say What Again Billy podcast. You guys can formulate your own theory and your own beliefs on what Joey and Mike had said today. Now, to everybody that listened to Mike on this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, I'm actually going to try to find Mike's page right now so that I can give you your TikTok. Matter of fact, just pull up your TikTok, Mike. Just about to talk. Yeah, so Mike's TikTok page, he is on there as the Angry History Geek. And if you go to your profile right there, you can find, yes, you can find, you can find Mike, the Angry History Geek on TikTok at Stukaz1987, S-T-U-C-A-Z-Z-1987. So if you want to follow his TikTok <laughs> if you want to find his, his his channel, that's where you can find it. And if you want to find the Say What Again Billy podcast Instagram page, 
It is SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. And I like to thank Spotify for podcasters for giving me this opportunity to have Mike and Joey on the podcast talking ancient civilizations, Egyptology, and about the pyramids of Giza. And if you don't know about Spotify for podcasters, it is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there and it will put your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast outlets. So if you have a podcast idea and you want to get it out there, Spotify for podcasters is the way to go. Mike, thank you for being on the podcast today. And Joey, bada boom. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back on. And guys, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.